Howard Beck of Bleacher Report. I think it's very rare post-All-Star break to have a team become something wholly different. Their personalities are pretty well set. Rotations are pretty well set. The things that change are injuries that screwed you up in the first half of the season and you get healthy and maybe you get on a run or if you made a major change to the deadline and we didn't really have a lot of that. The pecking order is pretty well set in both conferences. We've got a pretty good handle on who's truly in this. I don't expect that any team is going to radically reinvent themselves. We kind of know which tiers everybody is in at this point. Great Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated. The fact that the defense still is a problem for the Jazz team is concerning. You know, top to bottom, they should be a much better defensive team. And when you're seeing teams like Phoenix gash them in the way the Suns did, you can't have that if you're considering yourself a contender in the Western Conference. I think that's going to be their Achilles heel going to the playoffs. What was once a strength for them now has become maybe not a weakness, but certainly not something they can rely on to win games. And that's a big problem as we sit here at the end of February. What is Ash Wednesday? You're supposed to give up something as a sign of penitence for the next six weeks. If you were to give something up, what would you be willing to give up? Would you park where you're supposed to? Take up one stall only. You know, I didn't do a very good job of parking. I will say that. Did you cross four stalls again? No, but I was on the line. So you're taking up two instead of four, but you still... No, no, I was taking up one, but I was in a hurry. You did that on purpose. You're taking up two spots. No, yes, you did that on purpose. It's not like the lines are bright yellow. They're hard to see, Jake. (laughs) Parking stall lines are merely suggestions. Head basketball coach at BYU, Mark Pope. How good can this team be? I'll turn the question back on you. You just think about how good you think we can be, and our goal is to be just a little bit better. You know, that's what we want to do. We want to shock people. We want to do things that they say we can't do. And whatever it is in your mind that you say, man, I think this is their ceiling, let us know because that is our motivator, right? doesn't mean you always make it there, but it means we're chasing it really, really hard. The only test ahead of us right now is can we find a way to beat a really explosive team on their home court on their senior night, and that's squarely where we're focused. Sam Amick, senior NBA writer for The Athletic. What do you make of that report? Mike Conley was going to go to the bench in favor of Royce O'Neal, and then a couple hours later, actually Mike Conley remained in the starting lineup. Joe Ingles goes to the bench. I mean, I think it's a symptom of some of the struggles going on internally with the Jazz as they try to figure out how to make the puzzle pieces work. Mike is universally known as a team guy who is just going to do whatever's best for the squad, but it just it reflected uncertainty that's going on internally on how to use this roster. It's tricky as they're trying to figure it out at a crucial point of the year. Best Sports Radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Everybody's working Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. I don't know why to Austin I just called Andrew Ryan, but Andrew, 
is who I'm talking about there, Austin. Welcome back, or welcome on in. It is the big show. I'm glad I didn't make that mistake. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Sounds of the week right there brought to you by Roots Tech. Join NFL legend Emmett Smith and an all-star lineup of speakers, engaging classes, and interactive activities at Roots Tech, February 26th through the 29th. Going on, obviously, right now. Register at rootstech.org. Get down there and take advantage of it. Gordo, what's happening? Just hanging. Hanging out today. Just hanging. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Got a list? Uh, list ready Got to list. go? Got a list? Yeah. Okay. Uh, excited about that? I'm sure, you know, we've got to start with this, of course. I'm sure you're excited about the nice weather that uh, that we're having today. <laughs> Let's not forget. Let's not forget. No. I'm sure I mean, you're it felt, soaking up the sunshine. It felt warm walking in. Yeah, it did. This weekend's supposed to be nice, right? Uh, well, here, let me uh, let me give you an update uh, as we speak. Because here's, uh, here's the thing. See. And I was telling Austin a little bit about this. So so my wife uh, is... is finding herself a little bit under the weather. Uh-huh. And uh, so I, I figure, you know, I probably ought to distract the toddler this weekend. And I'm hoping that the weather's nice because then we can we can go outside and do stuff. But I, I'm a little worried because it was just she and I last night, and she cried for her mom, like, the whole time. So <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm a little... She's a good judge of character. I know. Uh, uh, it's 57 degrees outside right now, and tomorrow is supposed to be cloudy and uh a high of 57 but on sunday snow again all right well thanks for that dan pope and then <laughs> and monday tuesday wednesday thursday sunshine but it will be a little cooler over that period gordon monson on the weather uh on the weather porch isn't that what Let's they used take to call a look it out the window <laughs> See what uh, it's doing well tomorrow sounds nice so that's good and snow really on Sunday? That's what this says. Heck if I know. Well, you better, you know, call Bundle the, up. Call this the is, service, Gordon, this, to make sure the just, driveway gets this, done. This is just typical. It was funny. When I used to do my own driveway, um, I I quit snow blowing after March 1st. Just let it ice over, huh? Just let it, let it melt. Any excuse to not do it? No, I mean, I, I, I really I, believe this no, story. No, I had uh, battled the elements all winter long. You're giving yourself a break, huh? <laughs> From March 1st on, baby, it can melt. Well, okay, I'm sure your mail delivery person really, really they appreciated it. They don't bring you. it to the house anyway. They just put it in the mailbox out oh. there by the road. Oh, good for in fact, you. they complain when you don't, when you don't uh, make sure the space is carved out in front of that mailbox. Well, they should. Be. Yeah, I wouldn't want to have them actually have to get out of the, the car, you know. But that, look, that's I, I respect that I, job. I was going to say, are you are you taking a stance against the, the fine men and women no. of uh, the, no, no. the American Postal Service? One of my best friends growing up, uh, her dad was uh, a, 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 what's the correct term? A postal worker, I guess. You avoiding postmen? I don't know what's this, what's this supposed to be. I don't know a, I, a mail carrier, a, a, a letter carrier. Is that what they used to call it? I don't know. Anyway, you obviously have tons of respect for what they do. I do not knowing no I, what well, what they're I, even I, called. I don't, I don't. I'm looking for the appropriate term, the proper term. Okay, because these things change. Uh-huh. You know, and and so you. Get what are stamps up to now? You two old men. 
I don't know what are they up to. I have no well, idea. Like $85 a stamp, or you'd, you'd think, from people's reactions. <laughs> so we've got the weather, we've got the mail, we've got stamps. What other things should we talk about? Green fees? The Dow? No. 401k? No. Then what are you going to... Yeah, you don't put Gordon in a bad mood. Come on. Thanks a lot, Austin. <laughs> his his fortune has taken a significant blow this week. Ah, you got not as many zeros? <laughs> or too many zeros now, huh? <laughs> In the wrong direction. <laughs> oh, well. That's a shame. Well, at least, uh, you know, you have your health, which is nice. I For now. So. <laughs> it's, it's going quick. What's left? Friendship. Right? Well, see, I think you and Austin were talking about two different things there. You're you're talking about, you're, you know, getting older, as we all do, and Austin is, is frightened of contracting a, uh, a horrible disease. Is yeah. that what you were referring to? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I thought it, now that I'm 78 years old, I thought maybe you might be referring to my creeping toward, uh, you know, a great departure. Well, such diseases are harder on your age group. That's true. Austin and I were talking about that before the show. Uh, speaking of which, got to admit, I look pretty good for 78. 78. 78. That's actually your age. Um, Real quick, did you see this? I can't speak. We're that old. Austin's, you know, talking about the coronavirus, and it seems to be uh, all the the topic mm-hmm. of conversation mm-hmm. uh, amongst the town. But uh, can you can you believe this? This is this is how unintelligent some folk are out there. Yeah, it's on my list. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I I won't. I won't. I wouldn't want to step on the list. No, you can go I mean, ahead. Let's, just, let's go I, ahead and no, get to the I list. I got like 17 items on the list. You go ahead. And I mean, I, I, I wouldn't want to, you know. Jake, it's called Gordon's List, all right? That's what I'm saying. Not I don't, Jake's List. Right. I don't want to step on any toes. And, and we do have an open and a sponsor and all those sorts of things, so excuse me. No, I know. Uh, but no, you Austin. Have a, you have a good nose for news. If, that's why you, you zeroed in on that. If you would please play us the open. And now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. The stories that I tell are 99%, 99 99.5%, 100% factual. So, we don't know what we don't know. Or we do know what we don't know. Hayward Schmayward! Boo! Boo! All right, Gordon. Gordon's List every Friday, brought to you by Tim Daly, Nissan, Southtown. Austin has such power over our show, doesn't he? I like the booze. All I do is copy and paste. Yeah, right. (laughs) He's got a big grin on his face in there. (laughs) It's the best nine seconds of the week right there. (laughs) All right. You didn't include the... you didn't think that, you didn't think that, did you say it on the air? No. Uh you didn't you didn't think the Canada debate was worthy of the Oh, oh uh, yeah, that was that was a low point. Why would we bring that up? <laughs> I just did. No, I said why, not who. Because it was just to antagonize you. <laughs> okay. Mission accomplished. Well, yeah, nailed it. Look at Jake. Oh. <laughs> He's, a, he's looking for a new job. You know, I've been doing radio with Jake for a long, long time, and you are turning more and more into a curmudgeon. I am not. Yeah, yeah, year by year, you're getting worse, or better, however you want to look at it. Well, 
see, I'm going more in the curmudgeon-y direction, and, and you are going in the, you know, soft, forgiving direction. Oh, am you I? You and PK both. <laughs> okay. All right. To be these hard-nosed dudes, and now, you know. It, there's, I do get away with a lot more teasing of you than previous producers would have gotten away with. Now, I don't know if that that's because you like me or if you're just, you know, tired. <laughs> that is true. Because when Jake was producing this show, I about went in and knocked him upside the head a couple times. No, I didn't. Maybe but a couple of times. You think I'm getting softer? I played that nice really? car thing a lot. Uh, you think that? Oh, yeah. I if mean, that's true, we've got to change that. No, I mean, you, like, it, it's the, the Coach Witt going through the same thing. You know, you, got, you have a few grandkids and... <laughs> You, you get some perspective, and it's just, you know what? It, it's fine. You get some it's, perspective. It's natural, and it's it's totally nope. fine. So when you don't have perspective, it's easy to get angry. Yeah, right. I'm I'm middle-aged. I mean, this is <laughs> Look at you. this is my angry stage. <laughs> I've lost all of my idealism, and I'm not quite there in life where I can just say, screw it. So I'm just mad all the time. You're in that 30 to 40 year window where you're just miserable. I spent hours with my daughter yesterday for her crying because, you know, I was there. That's it. At so, what point yeah, do you what? get through the angry stage? Well, you tell me. Well, I'm just, I'm just looking ahead to your life. Uh, give me your palm. Read no, no, no. Me. I mean, when when did you Every stop? Every day is daffodils and uh, sweet pickles. Yeah, when did you stop become, you know, being so grumpy? Oh, I got my days. You know that. I got my days. You're, you're, I would say, and I, I'm much more sunshiny than I once was. I will grant you that. I will say this, 100 percent serious. Skip in here every day. You are in a good mood most of the time. <laughs> I'll give it to you. You know, because I've worked with some guys. You know, one in particular, Kevin Graham, uh, <laughs> who, who was never in a good mood, <laughs> and working with people who are never in a good I, mood. Uh, you'd much rather work with people who are always in a good mood. And you, my friend, are you you usually are in a pretty good mood. Kevin stormed in. The stories I can tell about all my different, you know, partners. But Kevin came in one time, and I'm all geared up to talk about the jazz. He comes in, and he actually said this, and this is a quote, it's not me. But he said, I'd like to know what happens to my wife once a month. What happens? And I'm looking at him like, Kevin, how can you say that? You know? I'm wondering how you can repeat that. Yeah. Well, I didn't say it. I'm just... I'm just and then, and then, You're saying it now. <laughs> I love Kevin, but he did end up divorced. You know, Weird. <laughs> Glad you mentioned that, too. Was that really necessary? <laughs> And thereafter, he said he was having a time of his life. But uh, that's whatever. <laughs> all right, let's break. <laughs> Can we get to my list? Was that necessary at all? <laughs> you know, I love Kevin. I love the dude. My first radio partner. Love well, it. Okay, yeah, let's get to the list. Let's do something I like else. I like this a lot, too. <laughs> and why did you say liked? She's not dead. <laughs> I just never see her anymore. <laughs> okay, let's get to the point. Here. All right. The list. Yeah. All right, Jake, let's get serious here. Will the Jazz get off the schneid against the Wizards tonight? Uh, they should, but then they should have beaten the uh, Suns and the Spurs. You think this is it? Yeah, I do, because the, the Wizards don't play any defense. The Jazz should score a ton of points tonight. And so, 
can they, they stop Bradley Beal from scoring? I don't think they need to. But isn't he the exact kind of player that has caused them so many headaches? Yeah, and both times he scored 50 points this week, he lost. I mean... <laughs> that is true. So, uh, yeah, I, I think he probably is going to have a big night tonight. That, that'll probably happen. But is he himself going to score 140 points? Because I think that's probably what it's going to take to beat the Jazz. Is it? Really? I think Jazz score 130 points tonight. Do I, you yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, they should get there. Because yeah, because of the defense they're facing. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be able to do whatever they want. I, I do think the Jazz will be motivated. You would think so. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you heard, and we can get to these a little later on in the show, but Boyan Bogdanovich made some comments that shoot around, you know. These guys know what's going on. They want to play better. They, yeah. I mean, tonight I, I would expect we're going to see a good effort, and I think we'll see the ball go in the basket a lot. The the key is, are they going to get some stops and get their bite? I almost said bite back, but just get some bite defensively. Well, th- that's we'll what's so curious about what's happened, because the Jazz, these guys are conscientious guys. They're, 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 they're high-character guys. You wouldn't expect this kind of... Uh, well, to quote Quinn, uh, a lack of commitment out of them. You know, that's out of character for this team. That's not. And, and fans here, my experience over uh, the, the past decades of being here is that that's the one thing that you have to give in order for fans to ride the you know the undulations with you. If they see you're out there working your tail off and 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 doing everything you can. To get out, they understand you're going to miss some shots now and again. You might miss an assignment or two now and again. But you cannot miss out on commitment. And so the Jets have to reestablish that. It should be easy for them to do so because that is, uh, that is I think, their true character. So we'll see. What what'd you say? Ride the what? Undulations. <laughs> you know, the ups and downs. Yeah, yeah. I got it. All right. All right, what? Well, I thought we were doing Gordon's list. We what, are. We are. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, uh, here, right. he, you, are you looking for a here, here? You, <laughs> how do you spell here, here? You move on on the list. No, how, I don't do you, know. how do you spell here? Is here? it? Is this a is trick it question? H e a r or is it H e r e? Is I, it here, I'm, here, like here ye? Or is it here, here, like it's got to be now, here, now. here, H e r e, right? That's what I thought, but look it up. Here, here. I'm not sure. I mean, I've I've seen. How it would I look that up? Okay. Anyway, you the have list. Your the data list. Bank in there. Uh, I wrote a column about Mike Conley uh, needing to become Mike Conley again. I don't think it's been posted yet, but uh, it discusses some of the things that uh, that uh, the, the the challenges facing Mike Conley. We'll see how that goes. Uh, do you think? Uh, let me ask you this. Did you see what happened with Dray- Draymond Green last night? He got thrown out. He picked up two technicals within like 11 seconds of each other. Uh-huh. You, you think do you it, like that? Do you like that? Or do you think it's reckless? Do you th- Or do you think, uh, hey, you got to admire the care factor? I mean, the Warriors suck this year. Nobody cares whether they win or lose. In fact, they probably want to lose. And he's out there caring enough to pick up technicals. Now, is, is that a good thing, or, or do you think it's just him being – because we saw what happened in the playoffs when he really hurt his team. But uh, what do you think? I think he wanted the night off. You think he just wanted out? Yeah. Hmm. Well, that casts a different light on it. 
You're such a cynic, man. Hey, do you know what? He's like, I think, is he two technical fouls away from the suspension? I bet it's not long before he picks <laughs> yeah, up those two. Yeah, but that's a more expensive way of doing it. What does he care? Oh, he's, it's he, all for charity. He can stub his toe and just say, oh, Coach, I got, uh, uh, you know, you know, it can Carlos Boozer hamstring. Yeah, where's the fun in that, though? <laughs> well, is it fun being fined? Eh, kind of. Hey, by the way, I'm I'm really shook right now. It's H E A R. Yeah. Here, here. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. I, I, nothing is right in my world anymore. I know. It's crazy. Uh, BYU finishes up its regular season at Pepperdine. We talked with Mark Pope yesterday. Was there anything in that interview that stood out to you, Jake? Oh, man. I think his relationship with Jake Toulson has been actually pretty key to this team this year because, I mean, Jake just being there, he's, he's really good. I mean, he's really good. But to follow Mark there, to say no to the likes of Duke and Kentucky and, and you know, follow that relationship to BYU, a place where he had been, that probably was uncomfortable at some point. And they've really managed to make it work to the point where he's, you know, a, a huge, huge part of that team on and off the floor. It's, that's, a, that's a big, big deal. I saw Jake Toulson yesterday do something that was admirable. And uh, I think a couple of his teammates did it, too. Hey, Andrew, sorry I got my stuff all over in your seat over there. But uh, I, there was a gentleman that was outside the practice. Uh, he was in the facility, but he was outside the practice court area. And uh, he, he, was, uh, he, he really wanted an autograph, you know. And I saw Jake Toulson come, out of, come, out of the, come off the floor and come out and sign this gentleman an autograph very cordial asked him his name i was impressed i was impressed by his overall demeanor i thought it was pretty cool you sure he didn't want your autograph no he did not want my you didn't autograph. walk over there and offer to sign some for him no not not at all uh this game against pepperdine for the cougars won't have any effect on them making the ncaa tournament but it, it seems like it's important to them to win that game and byu has struggled playing at pepperdine in the past uh have you ever been to pepperdine i have not what a beautiful campus that is hmm. i tell you that is some kind of place anyway uh gonzaga wins the west coast conference uh again you think they'll be a number one seed uh, yeah, I do. In Spokane? Uh, well, that would be quite isn't an that advantage. Where the re- isn't that where it starts up there? For them. You would think so. Uh, yeah, probably will be. And well, then there's this. What arena is that, real quick, by the way? Because they can't be in their own arena, right? I don't know. Is it like a civic auditorium up there or something? I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, either. no, because they play in the, in the, in the kennel. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know where they're heading that. Hmm. I bet Mr. Know-It-All in there would know if we give him enough time to think about it. And then there's this. Spring football is starting at both Utah and BYU on Monday, I believe. You fired up for that? Utah State starts the following week. Um, I don't think I'm ever fired up about spring ball. I don't think the players are either. It's not the most interesting thing in the world. However... You know, spring ball at Utah this year is going to be much more interesting than it was last year because there's a bunch of young players who are are laying the groundwork for spots. Let me interrupt you with a question for each program. What is the first question that comes to your mind for the Utes? 
to, to settle in You know, football. Gordon, we have an interview next, and we're way over. We're st- we still have to talk to Andrew, and you want to dive into the major <laughs> spring ball question for right, every, we'll, every program right, we'll, we'll across the state? We'll get to this. <laughs> you want to give Austin a heart attack? <laughs> Man, I don't care anymore. <laughs> Worked hard we're, to we're, line up Mark Eden coming up next, but we'll, we'll talk about Jordan Love. Uh, we'll talk about the combine. We'll talk about the coronavirus. If you want, we'll t- talk about all the Americans out there that are being kind of dumb about that, which is what you were going to bring up until I gave you the red light on that one. So we'll get to it all. And uh, yeah, we got all kinds of stuff on the list. To get all to. right, Mark Eaton's coming up next, but joining us now in studio, our friend Andrew Reinhardt. Reinhardt, excuse me, from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Hi, Andrew. How you doing, guys? Doing terrific. How about yourself? Doing well. Thanks. Happy Friday. It's yeah, nice you too. Out there. You too. You got sixty cents I can borrow. Andrew. No, I don't. No, <laughs> I'm really thirsty. I want a drink. I probably have a dollar. <laughs> well, I can probably have a dollar. The machine doesn't take it. Only takes the exact change. <laughs> Thanks for doing this on it. <laughs> You know, hey, we could, Andrew's part of the team uh, here. Man. I know, right? But you know, we could get to what we're here to talk oh, to Andrew about, oh, and then when right. when we go to break, <laughs> All right, then how, okay, Andrew, how can we make our listeners' lives better? Oh, we have definitely got that. We can make their love lives better, at least. Oh, perfect. Yeah, Wasatch Medical. Um, we've been talking about this for a long time now, and so many guys are starting to take notice of our new treatment for ED, erectile dysfunction. Um, we were running a Valentine's Day special, by the way, a couple weeks ago, and we're bringing that back. To Today. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, this opens up the blood vessels, um, increases blood flow so that we restore normal and natural spontaneity in the bedroom. No pills, no injections, no surgery, no side effects. That's the best part. So if you're out there struggling with ED, noticing that things aren't as good in the bedroom as they should be, in two to three weeks, typically, we can have a guy back to normal. And we're talking a, a wide array of candidates. You can help most anybody dealing with this on, on you know, pretty much any level. Yeah, so many guys um, are wondering, well, I'm a diabetic, or I'm too young to have this problem, or maybe it's psychological. We've seen it all. If you have partial function left in the bedroom, I can just tell you now is the time to take care of the erectile dysfunction. It's so easy to take care of it now than when it's all the way gone, which that day could come. Um you know, this this is so good at preventing the problem from getting worse as well. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. That's Andrew from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. All right, Mark Eaton joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Slow Mo Joe. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK. I'm wondering, during streaks like this, does confidence fluctuate to the individual level and then to the collective level as a team? I think it's forgotten that we are all still regular humans. We go through the same stuff other people do. We have good days, we have bad days, on and off court. Guys are going to lose confidence at times. I'm not saying that they're not confident at all to go out there and do their job, but it's going to be on a different level at different times. There is flows that you go through, and from top to bottom, every player needs to pick it up, and it's on the players to play better and be locked in and do what we have to do and do our job. Obviously, that at the end of the day is to win games and not just to play them. Oh, yeah. Catch Jazzman Joe Ingles with DJ and PK every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. 
presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thanks for making us part of your day. Band of the Day today, Walk the Moon. Selected by Austin and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at livenation.com. We're going to talk to Mark Eaton coming up here momentarily. Of course, jazz legend, NBA all-star, Mark Eaton. Guy knows a little something about defense, Gordon. I'd say so. We'll uh, ask him his thoughts on how the Jazz are currently playing defense. In fact, let's uh, waste no more time. Let's get out of the Sprint special guest line, lease any phone, and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. He, of course, is that jazz legend, Mark Eaton, with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Mark, thanks for a few minutes. How you doing? Hey, no problem. I'm doing well. Good to talk to you guys. Hey, great to great to talk to you. And uh, defense has been a, a bit of a theme on the show lately, as you can imagine, because it the <laughs> or jazz, the lack thereof. Yeah, yes. the Jazz have not been playing much. <laughs> so, talk a little bit about that. How to get uh, defensive bite back? Well, you know, it's it's been interesting since the All Star break that um, you know uh, we've we've had guys that have come out and had good performances individually, but together they just haven't been able to put it to, put it all on, on one page and. Um, and I think that's uh, unfortunately when you have a lot of guys in your team that have great offensive ability, you have a tendency to just kind of fall back in that mode of like, well, we'll just we'll take a few more shots and we'll get it going. And um, teams have just come in and, and uh, had pretty high offensive field goal percentage. We've had guys, you know, like Harden and Westbrook kind of go off and, and um, individual players, uh, the guy for the Celtics the other night as well. And you just can't give up that kind of stuff um, and have a chance to win. You, know, you can't have guys having season highs and career highs and that just uh, and shooting over 50%, especially on your home court. It just doesn't work. And it's sometimes hard to work yourself out of, but, um, but at least you know what the, what the objective is. So, Mark, is it a matter of athleticism or lack thereof, or is it a matter of coordination? And I don't mean, you know, physical coordination. I mean mental coordination. It is mental coordination. It's effort and discipline, and it's like when things aren't going well, you have to go back to the simple basics of the game, and which is that you've got to stop the team at the other end of the floor. And it means getting out on the three-point shooters. It means getting you know three or four guys in the paint every time there's a shot taken and not giving up offensive rebounds. And, and consistently, you can't just do it for a quarter and then take a quarter off and get back to it. And... Um, Getting those opportunities to make stops, and then the in the resulting you know deflections or hand on a basketball or a block shot, whatever it is, create fast breaks and it creates energy. And if you're just walking the ball up the floor after taking it out of the basket from the opponent, it's that much harder to play the game. And uh, you've got to give yourself an opportunity to to create something good, create something exciting, create something for your team, excite the crowd, and get every back of the game. And uh, and the Jazz, for whatever reason, this last week has just really struggled putting a consistent defensive effort together. They've been some pieces, and they played a little bit better the other night against the Celtics defensively, but um, but not enough to where com- compared to where they were before the break. 
Mark, I want to ask you about Rudy in the All-Star game as a, an All-Star yourself. What did you think about him going and having that experience for the first time and putting up a double-double? I mean, he played great. I know. I was so happy for him. I texted him right after the game, like, wow, way to go. I mean, I told him, just go to the weekend, have a great time, and, and enjoy the whole thing. It's, uh, you never know if you get back there again, right? And um, so I, I thought he played very, very well in the game and represented the team very well. And, and uh, it was, I was really excited to see everybody come back from that weekend and really get it rolling. And, and we just haven't been able to do that. And, and Rudy, you know, had some ups and downs, too. And and not always as a result of, of, of his effort. I think he's doing a good job out there. But when the when the offense gets stagnant and things aren't working defensively as well, he suffers as much as anybody. And because um, he's you know he's a beneficiary of, of the great ball movement and the, the overplaying on defense and things like that. And uh, the team just has to find a way to get back to that. Mark, as a man who made his uh, living at that defensive end, you also contributed offensively. Usually someone fed you the ball in order to get your points. Uh, do you think uh, there have been, there's been talk that Rudy is somewhat frustrated because he wants the ball more at the offensive end, like you talked about off the, off the ball movement and whatnot. What advice would you give him regarding uh, not letting that get you down at the defensive end because you you might not be getting it as often as you want on the other side? Well, I, I think that Gordon, it's a direct result of of guys just thinking, "I got to score more, I got to score more, I got to score more," because you know we're not winning, and so therefore everybody looks at it as their own responsibility. If I need to get some more shots, if I need to get the offense going, as opposed to just moving the ball and getting more guys involved, that's kind of somewhat counterintuitive. And so that's the coach's job and the staff's job to make sure that the ball gets moving. And to, um, and so I, I understand Rudy's frustration, but it's but it's a, it's a result of the whole situation with the team where the ball is not moving, and the reason the ball is not moving is because we're not playing enough defense, we're not creating enough fast breaks and easy basket opportunities for ourselves, and uh, that just um, really weighs heavily on on everyone. And you just get down in this little you know this little tunnel, and you can't see the forest for the trees after a while, and so. It's the coach's job to get everybody to relax and, and get things moving again and, and get everybody involved. And when you get big guys are working your tail off to get good position down low, I, I imagine that that would be frustrating because you gotta feed you gotta feed the big man, don't you? Well, you do, and it, and it and it also keeps the defense a little more honest. Um, so there's, uh, you know, it's, and again, I don't think it's anything consciously they're doing. I think it's just a matter of, of uh, you know, guys just thinking oh, it's on me. You know, Donovan Mitchell says I, I got to score. You know, Bogdanovic says I got to get out there and score, whatever it is. And they all start trying to just do it themselves. And it's a team game. It will always be a team game. And and the only way to make things happen is is to get get the ball moving. Mark, as a uh, you know, an old school big guy, uh, what do you think about the trend that that position is taking in the NBA? I mean, of course, we're seeing uh, Houston go with what Gordon, who's the tallest guy in their starting lineup, six six. PJ Tucker is playing center at six five. I mean, it, it, the the trend of that position seems to be going in, a, in an interesting direction. What are your thoughts? Um, it, it is, and and you know. Small ball certainly has its place, and you've got guys that are shooting consistently 50% plus from the three-point line. It's hard to argue with the statistics. I know a few weeks ago when uh, Shaq and, and Charles were calling out uh, Porzingis at Dallas to uh, get down a low post, and Rick Carlisle came on and said, hey, 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 the statistics show differently, that when he's at the three-point line, we score you know, four more points a game or something, whatever it was. 
Um, so it's hard to argue with those statistics, but I think when it comes playoff time, when you really have to grind out an offense, when you really need a basket when things are tight, you have to have that low post presence. There's just no no substitute for it at both ends of the floor. And uh, so I think you can get away for a while. For a while. Um, can you go deep in the playoffs without that? I don't know. Mark, how did you handle the undulations of the season, the ups and the downs? I mean, these things happen. Uh, you don't want them to happen, but I don't know what the uh, if you recall what your longest losing streak was. But uh, how do you handle that? Well, um, it's it's challenging mentally, especially when you're doing it at home. I think that makes it even more difficult. When you're on the road, you're kind of moving all around, and when you're at home, you just need to go home and think about it. And um, you really can't you, you can't overthink it. You can't get too high after a win or too low after a loss. I mean, it's a game and a season of runs, right? Uh, and so you just have to figure out how am I going to turn this around? What's the one little thing I can do differently to help my teammate more defensively, to um, get out there and play a little harder, to encourage my teammates and uh, communicate more, not less, out there on the floor? And, and I tell Rudy that all the time, like, talk to your teammates out there defensively. Um, that's how you do it. And it's, sometimes it's not fun, and, and you just have to kind of double down and look at your execution. But the easiest place to stop is by start, you know, stopping. The easiest place to start is by stopping the other guys at the other end of the floor. And that's just something that's, that's been a struggle for the last uh, three or four games. And hopefully they'll get, they'll get turned around tonight. But um, a few little defensive stops in a row and, and the resulting momentum uh, can, can be life-changing. Mark, who's your favorite player in the NBA to watch right now? Oh, man. Um, that's hard. I'm a, I'm a, I mean, I'm amazed at that guy, uh, Donick, over in, in, um, in uh, Denver. Um, and and then the guy that's playing, who's the other guy that's playing with Porzingis in Dallas? Who's oh, just yeah, tearing Dantich, it up? Dantich, yeah. Uh, yeah, I like watching both those guys. I'm just amazed at their coordination, their ball handling skills, at the size that they're at, and their ability to just get up and down the floor. Um, I love watching those guys because it's a direct result of what you're talking about, the evolution of the game. Of These guys grew up as big guys. But they grew up doing everything, handling the ball and doing all those things that traditionally big guys, quote-unquote, don't do. And um, that's pretty fun to watch. And when those guys are on, they're making it happen. It's, it's pretty exciting. I enjoy watching those guys. Mark, you played for uh, uh, the great Jerry Sloan, and uh, I, I just wonder what you think of the way Quinn Snyder is uh, filling uh, those shoes uh, with the Jazz now. I, I'm, I've been very impressed with Quinn Snyder. I think he's, I think he's a, a deep-thinking coach. Um, I think he tries to get the most out of the talent that he has. I think he tries to position guys to play to their strengths. Um, and, you know, it's uh, now's a tester this week of, of trying to get guys back on the same page again. But, but overall, I, I think he's done a, a remarkable job. And the players seem to like him. They seem to respect him. And, you know, you don't always get a lot out of him at the press conference or anything, but I just watch him. I watch him in the game, and I watch what he's doing with the guys out there. And, and uh, he seems to really connect with them, um, even though in the press conference I can't always figure out, like, what direction he was planning on going that night. Uh, but um, but I, lo- I love watching what he does out there on the floor. Yeah, he's definitely a deep thinker. Jake, uh, I got to tell you, one of the uh, one of the highlights of my career was eating dinner with Mark uh, at uh, one of his restaurants. This was many many years ago, Mark, but uh, uh, he taught me things about uh, fancy food that I didn't know. You know? 
I mean, okay, no, tell me, I missed the first part. Of who were you talking about? Uh, when I had uh, when I had uh, a meal with you over at uh, one of the restaurants you own. Oh, yeah. It was um, Mark was teaching me about fine food, and here's here's the thing though that I remember. Not only was the food good. But, Mark, you were involved in so many good causes, and I was impressed by that. Uh, uh, are, are you still doing that stuff, and, and why did you do it at all? What did it bring you? You know, um, yeah, we're still doing the restaurant thing. We've been in business 24 years this March, and um, I enjoy doing it for a couple of reasons. Number one is I enjoy the fact that we provide 60 to 70 jobs in the marketplace. That always makes me feel good. And secondly, um, you know, we went into that business, uh, there was Salt Lake was rather under restauranted. There weren't that many good places to eat. And so um, the situation came up for me where I was able to bring somebody from San Francisco who had that knowledge and experience and, um, and, and put that in place. And, and it's become a mainstay. And that's what, uh, that's what I'm most excited about. I mean, it's a very difficult business with the fact that we've been there for 24 years with Tuscany and, and 13 years with Franks um, has been uh, pretty exciting. Uh, so that's that's why I do it. And then I spend the rest of my time doing uh, corporate speaking. So today I'm in Orlando and I just finished speaking to a, a company called PeerTech that uh, sells um, hydraulic hoses. And, um, you know, <laughs> you never know what you're going to do next, but I enjoy sharing the message of teamwork and, and watching people get excited and taking some of the lessons I learned in professional sports to to help them with their business. We hear you got a plane to catch. I do. I'm going to come back home. <laughs> well, hey, Mark, we appreciate you jumping on with us. And, you know, if you're talking teamwork, maybe we can get in, uh, get you in here to talk to Gordon because I'll tell you what, the, a prima donna like that needs to probably hear that message. <laughs> I don't know. He's a tough cracker. I'm not sure we'll be able to, to crack that one because he's, uh, he's been at it a long time. But, <laughs> but one thing about Gordon, though, you, you know, you always get an opinion. You always know what he thinks. You might not like it. But you're going to know what he thinks. You're That's what I always appreciate about him. So, thanks. Um, you guys, you guys are the best. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Mark. Appreciate you, Mark Eaton. And by the way, if you're if you're interested, uh, Mark does all that public speaking. You can go to seven foot four dot com. That's seven f t four dot com, and uh, find out what Mark's all about. Plus, he uh, he wrote a book too. So Mark's doing some some really great stuff, no doubt about it. And we really appreciate him jumping on with us. And uh, it, good job on Austin's part. It, it's interesting to get his perspective on defense, which, yes. of course, is is certainly the issue with the Utah Jazz, or one of them. Yes, no doubt. And so good to hear from him on that. It's All right, that he communicates with Rudy. Oh, yeah, you know? I thought that was cool, too. You talk to him after the All-Star game. It is good he communicates with, with Rudy, no doubt. He's a guy you might want to listen to. All right, want to remind you, buy your next car at Ken Garf West Valley Used Cars, now with 600 used vehicles in stock. They have Utah's largest pre-owned inventory in one location. Stop by and see them today. Coming up next, more of Gordon's list. Uh, Howard Beck will join us at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Spring football starting Monday. Ah. The biggest storyline for Utah football day one Monday and BYU football uh. is blank. Biggest storyline. I always lean to quarterbacks. I really do. I mean, they had a senior quarterback, that being Utah. Now here they are. So I think that's going to be a big part of it. Utah with a lot of guys that are moving on. There's going to be question marks and people are curious to see who's going to elevate and put themselves in a position to then produce when it comes time for fall. And BYU, I want to know at some point do they have a running back that could be that feature back? I like Devontae Henry Cole a lot. So when I saw that he's going to BYU, I thought that's a great get for them. Curious to see how he hits the ground running day one. 
Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go Chad! Tony Them. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's proceed with Gordon's list. We've got Howard Beck at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. What are we doing now, Gordo? Okay, we're talking some college football. One big question for each program. Let me give you mine and just see if you agree. Okay. For Utah, how will they replace all those great seniors and uh, Johnson uh, Jr. that are headed to the NFL? That's I mean, a pretty broad question. It is, but, yeah. but it's the first one that comes to mind. For BYU, can they find a pass rush? Okay. Then Utah State, uh, how will Gary Anderson do in his second year, coupled with how will they do without Jordan Love? Speaking of which, Jordan Love, he's he's the buzz around the there's a buzz around him at the NFL Combine right now. Apparently, he ran a four seven forty, which is decent enough, and his arm has looked lively in throwing drills. And the, the the scuttlebutt is that he could go in the top half of the first round. Yeah, people are talking about him going ahead of Justin Herbert now. Um, my three questions, I'll, I'll start with Utah State because they need to find an offense. So what's that going to look like? Something. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think we know what Gary can do on defense, but they got to find something on offense. And it's got to be somehow better than it was last year. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. Uh, with Utah, I'm going to get a little more specific with you. With a different type of quarterback, a different quarterback certainly, how will the offense mold around that? Okay. And BYU? That's a good question because they're bringing a lot back, you know? So there's not a whole lot of questions like on the offensive line, for example. Um, Well, that's why I said the pass rush has been almost non-existent. It has been. So, So maybe that's a good one. You know, I want to see how DHC fits in down there. Devontae Henry Cole. Yeah. See how that goes. Did you see, speaking of the combine, did you see that Arizona State punter Michael Turk put up 24 bench press reps? The 225, 24 times the yeah, punter? A punter. That's pretty hilarious. We've got to start looking at punters and kickers a different way. Do we? Oh, he'll because kick your that, butt. Well, that's not necessary, though, for the position. 225, that means he could pick you up, Jake, and bench press you probably 30 times. Yeah, but, I mean, all I want to know is can he kick the ball? <laughs> that's all that he has. That's, that's it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but why shouldn't punters be judged in the same way that all these other positions? Because they players? don't have to be. <laughs> why, why, uh, why did you not care if Dan Marino could make a tackle? <laughs> Uh, it's a it's a strong point. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Wow. Uh, All right. Have you ever uh, tried to bench press two hundred and twenty five? I don't think so. I wonder how many times you could do it. Zero. Really? Yeah, you're at zero too. Let am me give I you am? A hint. Yeah. Oh. What are you at, Andrew? Probably 
80 pounds. 80 <laughs> Once, <laughs> once, yeah. Look at, look at Gordon. I think we should try this. Gordon, yeah. that seemed like a pretty confident guy Bring over there. That, the yeah. Break. yeah. No, it's amazing what those guys can do. I mean, the way they push that weight, remarkable. It's. Impressive. What about you though? Could you get it up once? I don't know, Andrew. Could I? <laughs> <laughs> you could get more than me. Wow! Well, I, I really <laughs> gave you a softball right there, didn't I, Gordon? That's yeah, terrific. Did, yeah, I did. <laughs> Andrew is here from Wasatch Medical Clinic. We're helping our listeners with, uh, of course, uh, their love lives. Yes, we are. If you're out there struggling with erectile dysfunction, uh, I think you'll want to listen up. This is um, some important news. It's called acoustic wave therapy. Uh, It's an FDA-cleared device that essentially opens up and regrows blood vessels. If you look at ED and kind of how it develops in a guy, the blood vessels, they're already tiny. They shrivel up and they fill with plaque. It's the American diet. Um... We can cause that to stop. That's the first thing. And we can regrow blood vessels, kind of like breaking down a muscle in the gym and building it up stronger. These treatments restore blood flow. I've seen x-rays now of the before and after on this part of the body, and it's amazing. It really does increase the blood flow. So the bottom line is you can get rid of the pills no more of those nasty side effects, and get the spontaneity back in your life. Yeah, because those other treatments that just treat the the symptom, uh, they don't actually treat the problem. They don't actually treat the problem. This is the first and only thing that addresses the root cause problem of ED. It's lack of blood flow. Um, It's the only thing that can get the spontaneity and natural function back. 801-901-8000 is the number to call, and uh, you're going to do a free consultation for our listeners. Yes, we're doing a lot of free. We're bringing back our Valentine's Day special. Um, It was very popular. We ran it for a week before Valentine's Day. Uh, If you call now, we do the assessment, the exam, uh, blood flow ultrasound, totally free. We also have a free gift for you that will produce instant results in the bedroom. I have not seen it fail yet, so call us now come in get some free information um see where you're at see if this is a good fit and get analyzed by a doctor totally free 801-901-8000-801-901-8000 wasatch medical clinic thanks andrew thank you guys howard beck's next 97.5 and 1280 the zone this 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 is hans olsen and scotty g it's what you want kurt healer and pro basketball talk.com and nbc sports.com this is like a trip at disneyland man it, there's a lot of highs and a lot of lows so far this year yeah it's been really up and down for a team that i think what's throwing us all off is we came into this year thinking well hey we kind of know what the problems are and i think the, you know the additions of mike conley and everything and the Bogdanovich in the offseason they've really solved you know taking steps in the right direction this is this should all come together and it just hasn't in any kind of consistent way. There's been flashes and, you know, Rudy's played some good defense still, but nothing has come together of late and it's it's just confusing. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.